the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is my brutally long segment. It's 23 minutes long. It's yeoman-like. It's marathon-like. It's unheard of in radio. And if there's one man who can do it, it's me. Because I've got an attitude in life that sometimes you take a pie in the face and sometimes you're knee-deep in pie. I love pie. I don't mind failing. I love pie. Absolutely, positively love pie. I think that's my life motto. Maybe that'll be on my, my, uh, my tombstone. Rob Black loves pie. Now, I think it's a really good lesson in life. I mean, come on. We all have pretty good lives. Most of us. For those of you who have been unemployed for 10 months, life sucks. I'm not one of those people, so I think life is a pie. Sometimes you take a pie in the face, and sometimes you're knee-deep in pie. Anyway, who, do we, who should we do? Should we do Dick Clark or should we do Susan Boyle? Let's do Dick Clark. There's lessons to be learned with Dick Clark. Dick Clark, time to pass the baton. We're December 2nd now, right? December 2nd. Yeah, we got 29 days till New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's? I have no plans yet. If anyone wants to invite me to their New Year's party, come on, bring it on. I'm starting to think about starting a service where you can rent Rob Black, and I'll pretend to be your friend and, like, lifelong buddy. So, I don't know, what, 30 bucks an hour plus a six-pack? 20 bucks an hour? What, what, what's Rob Black worth? I don't know. I'm not going to be a high-priced lawyer and go $250 an hour. F those people. Well, I got an attorney who calls me, and he goes, hey, you need anything for me? And I go, no. And he charges me 15 minutes for the phone call. I didn't even call him. That's a racket. Anyway, that's that's... Dick Clark, time to pass the baton. New Year's Eve. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Dick Clark, he's going to be on TV again. Now, he's got that slurred speech, the result of a 2004 stroke. I think when I have a stroke, I'm going to leave radio. I think that's a good sign. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Call me crazy, but when you're slurring the countdown, just let the young guy do it. Let Ryan Seacrest, Seacrest out, let him do it. Dick Clark is becoming an inappropriate symbol for what should be a happy celebration. He reminds us of sad things. He reminds us of the ravages of illness and the hazards of aging. We want to party on New Year's Eve. We don't want to see a guy who's decrepit and slurring his speech. My mom's had two strokes. So when I, when I say, get the guy with a stroke off TV, am I being insensitive? <laughs> yes, but at least I have something to fall back on. So Bobby Bowden, 80-year-old uh, coach for Florida State. Get out. Get out. Leave. Retire. Do what Oprah did. 25 years is a long time to do a talk show. She did it right. She knew when to quit. She's going to move on to other challenges. Bobby Bowden and, and Dick Clark, they're hanging on. It's embarrassing. A lot of 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, 12, 11, 
Skip 10. The point of that is he skipped 10. He went from 11 to 9. You go 12, 11, 10, 9. You don't skip 10 on a countdown. 10's important. Why is 6 afraid of 7? Because 7, 8, 9. He's got to learn little tricks to remind himself of how to count. With strokes, you have to relearn things. That sucks. So a lot of people retire because they have enough money. I called them the board affluent. But staying too long in a job can be worse. It's horrible. It's horrific to see what's going on. And again, Dick Clark, if you want to come out and, and show us your old, you know, videos of, you know, bandstand, that's fine. I love that stuff. I love the cliche, watching people in the 70s and 80s dance and watching white people dance with black people for the first time on television. I love the history of it. And by the, by the way, I'm not racist. Just because I bring up whites and blacks dancing together doesn't mean I'm racist in segregation. I do separate my whites from my colors when in my laundry, but that's just different type of segregation. <sighs> okay, so I think I've beaten the hell out of uh, Dick Clark. I think I can move on now. 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. And again, New Year's is supposed to be a fun, sexy. The two holidays that I love the most New Year's and Halloween. I love Halloween because it's sexy. It's sexy as a kid. It's sexy as adults. It's sexy. It's fun. It's mysterious. It's intrigue. Now, speaking of strange, I know you're saying this is going to be a twist, right? Susan Boyle. Here's where America is. Susan Boyle, her sales are expected to set the U.S. record for the year. She's come out with an album. Now, what's, what's fascinating about her is she's not in a belly shirt. She doesn't have a big rack. She doesn't have a big booty. There's nothing sexual about her. And America is supporting her. She's going to be the top-selling album of the year in the first week initiation. Her appeal was enhanced because she's got an unassuming demeanor. She's got bushy eyebrows. She's got a prominent double chin. She could be the ugliest singer of all time. And I say congratulations because she's an internet sensation. She did the Britain's Got Talent thing. She's 48 years old. Her album, I Dreamed a Dream... I dreamed a dream in time gone by. It's going to sell 650,000 copies this week. That thumps. That thumps Chris Allen, the winner of American Idol. He sold 80,000 in the first week. Eminem, he had uh, his album, Relapse, sold 608,000. So coming in at number one. Susan Boyle, 650,000. When dreams are made and used and wasted. That is a pretty stunning voice. And I didn't refer to, if I referred to her as ugly, my, my, my resolution this year, my Dick Clark New Year's resolution is not to make fun of people's strokes. But my other resolution this year is not to refer to people as ugly. It's to refer to them as unfortunate looking. So I think she's unfortunate looking. Now, two days after her debut performance on that show, Rob Stringer, he's the head of Sony. Now, Sony is a publicly traded company, so this is where I'm going with this. He basically goes, ooh, we got something here. So he signed her to a record deal. So, and now the album's coming out. And, you know, she lost in the, in the finals, and she broke down, and she had to go to the hospital. So Sony had to rethink this. They had to wait a little while to, like, work up her image and, and brand her and, and get out of her what they wanted to get out of her. Change topics yet again. <laughs> okay, so this segment I've done Dick Clark. 
stroke. I got to write this down because this is a long segment. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Get what I mean. Get what I mean. 800-345-5639. I heard from a lesbian that people don't call because they're intimidated by me. I don't understand that. She was a good story of a lesbian where she'd been married once, had a kid, got married a second time and another kid, and then decided to become a lesbian. Kind of like Meredith Baxter Bernie, who's got five kids and then comes out of the closet and says the last seven years she's been a lesbian. Can we change our sexuality after the age of 50? I have a, a strong theory in my head that we don't change after the age of 30. Like, if you're the type of guy who scratches his butt and eats Cheetos and laughs at beer commercials, you're at, at age 30, you're, you're going to be the same guy at age 40. You're not going to be refined and cultured and listening to opera. It's, you are what you are by age 30. There's no change in you. So ladies, don't try to change men after we hit age 30. I don't think it's possible. You're not going to get a video game or stop playing video games or he's going to hate you. You're not going to get a butt scratch to stop butt scratching. It's just not going to happen. Stock investing. i got to keep some credibility here. 800-345-5639. Before we talk investing, uh, let's talk investing. I'm going to get an email after this, but I'm dying for a phone call. Just someone call in and tell me you love me. 800-345-5639. If you have a question about sexuality, I'll answer that. I'm, I'm real good with the sex toys. I got all sorts of content, things that are long as a baby's arm with an apple in the end of it. I'll talk absolutely about that kind of stuff. Utilities, the stock market. It's the stock market's worst performer. I remember when I said in the 1990s, Sam Adams Beer Company, Went out of favor, or as some people in media say, in fuego. It was the greatest time to buy the company. Now, this year, who have been the losers? It's been utilities. If you look at the S&P 500 index for 2009, it's rock and rolled. And utilities kind of like crept along, giving you a 5% return, not a 35% return. So utilities are the stock market's ugly performance this year. It may herald what is to come, though. Utility sectors gained 2.6% recently in the last eight trading sessions. And I think that's telling you next year where we're putting our money is going to be a little bit more safety because Barack Obama's coming out and he's saying jobs aren't going to come roaring back, ladies and gentlemen. His office is telling us that. Japan, they, they, their growth is negative 3.5%. So we know it's tough out there. And we know that we're not going to be spending as much next year. So what should you do as an investor? Don't scratch your butt and eat Cheetos. What you do as an investor is look at the underperformers, and this year it's been safety. Utilities. Utilities used to be called orphans and widow stocks. They're, they're good. They're not going to get the orphan. The orphan's not going to lose his money, and he's going to get a nice little dividend. The widow's not going to lose her money. She's going to get a nice little dividend. Uh, the dividend yield on an average utility is 4.5%. That ain't shabby. I'll take it. History would suggest that it's too soon to buy utilities. They typically underperform the market for up to 12 months after recessions as growth stocks gain in favor. So right now we're throwing good money at the momentum, at what has already worked. We're chasing performance. But the stock market snapped back much, much more quickly than usual after the recent recession. So people are are intrigued by it and they want exposure to the growth and not the value. Utilities have underperformed the market during the disinflationary decades of the 80s and 90s. Then again, those were the years as one of the greatest bull markets in history was just getting ready to start, you know, getting into sexier fare. So I'm thinking a bet on utilities is a bet that the doldrums in the decades have yet to run their course. So if you think things are going to continue to be tough in the job market, 
I think you do want exposure. Now, again, I'm not telling you to get out of the growth stocks yet because I think the momentum's there. But sometimes between now and maybe March of 010, 010, ah, I'm no longer going to be able to say 07, 08, 09. I'm going to have to say 10. That's not going to make any sense to people. I'm going to have to say 2010. I'm going to have to say the year. In the year 2010. Isn't it crazy that we're living in the year 2010 already? It's crazy. I remember growing up, I was like, ooh, 1999. I'm going to party like it's 1999. It seemed like 2000, 2001, Space Odyssey. Now we're in 2010. Jesus, time flies fast. Get a Joseph in Berlin game. Joseph? Hello. Good morning. Hi, Joseph. I have a very, very quick question. I can only spare for my child's college. She's five, $11 per week. That's my savings for the rest of the next coming years uh, with a $100 down payment, perhaps. How aggressive can I go? Where can I go to go all the way aggressive so maybe something will come up when she turns 18? That's $500 a year. That's nothing to, you know, uh, laugh at. $11 a week is 44 bucks a month. 44 bucks a month is over $500 a year. So that's, that's going to add up, Joseph. It's not going to be anywhere near the cost that she needs for college. Joseph, are you taking care of your retirement first? Yes, I am. Okay, so you got to max out that 401k. She may say, Daddy, I'm getting married. I'm See you later. She may say, Daddy, I'm joining the military. See you later. She may say, Daddy, I'm going to college. I need money. She can get student loans and she can get grants. It's out there. Uh, but when you turn 60, if you don't have money, you're going to say, Daughter, can I live with you, please? And that's not a good position to be in. So you got to take care of your nest egg first. Um, as far as the college funding, thanks for the call, I would call Fidelity. And today they announced, for instance... Now, excuse me. Yesterday they announced that their state-sponsored 529 college plans includes program management fee cuts ranging from one-third to half. So they're cutting their cost of their 529 plan, and that's beautiful. It's wonderful. I love Fidelity. I love Fidelity. Kiss me, Fidelity. I love you. So, yeah, that's probably going to go into the, I can't believe Rob Black said that file. Um Fidelity's ongoing commitment to help Americans, it's wonderful. They're a private company, and they got your back. They're the type of company that if you're a, hedge, if you're a fund manager um, and you get into credit card debt, they fire that, that fund manager. Like th- They got your back because they don't want your fund manager stressed out and making bad decisions for you. You're listening 9, 10 a.m., Oakland, San Francisco. More stimulating talk. So Fidelity... They've cut fees across all managed 529 plans. And this just came out yesterday. Total index portfolio fees now range from 25 basis points, also known as a BIP, to 35 basis points. That's nothing. You get to invest in some of the greatest companies in America for a quarter. A quarter. One, two dimes and a nickel. For every $100 you invest, that's how much it costs you. That's not bad. That's really, really not bad. Now, they also said, and this was kind of in their 529 plan, a 529 plan, for the record, is the best way to save for your kid's college. You can go to savingforcollege.com and learn more about 529 plans. And I think your priorities, again, have to be retirement. Well, your priorities have to be raise a good kid. Change the dirty diapers. Spend time with them. Play, play classical music for them. It stimulates the brain. It really does. It makes two or three parts of your brain work at the same time listening to music. Music's a wonderful thing for kids. Anyway, um, Fidelity also, inside this 529 press release that they came out with, they said that they're also increasing international equity exposure for both direct and advisor-sold plans based on age-based portfolios from 0 to 20%, all the way up to 
The increase in international equity exposure will take place incrementally over the next 12 to 18 months and comes as part of a firm-wide enhancement across Fidelity's asset allocation portfolios and online guidance tools. The international equity allocation of 30% of the overall stock allocation provides a reasonable trade-off between the shorter-term possibilities of increased volatility and the long-term potential for increased returns. So what Fidelity is telling me is we, as one of the most conservatively run companies in the nation, think that up to 30% of your investment money should be in international. You know what? That's good enough for me. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to come up and tomorrow go, "Mm, I think we need to get more exposure into wind power. I don't need to do it. 30% of my money goes to international. And guess what? I get to use the flip video and make porn videos. Like, I get to live my life. We Sometimes we get a little bit too brainiac when it comes to investing. We do. And I see it in your emails. Your emails, are, you go crazy trying to find right ideas. Let's get a phone call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Jamar Napa. Um, hi, how you doing? Good. Um, I was actually calling um, about my great-grandmother because she's actually going into a nursing home. And um, she's been having some difficulty getting in. Um, and from my understanding, what my parents have been telling me is that she has to report um, assets but not income. And she has, like, a lot of money saved up in, like, retirement accounts and they don't, and trying to get keep her fees low. Yeah. And I was looking on uh, the IRS website. I think it was Publication 590 or something. And they were saying something about you can like, some type of automatic uh, distribution or something from an IRA. Uh, I just wanted to know if you could, like, elaborate on that. Is that a wise... Jamar, um, I can't. You've got a very complex situation, and what I would recommend you do, and thanks for the call. Anytime someone pushes a great-grandparent or a grandparent or a parent into a nursing home, you've got assets that sometimes can be attacked, and sometimes they can't be attacked. There's something called elder law attorneys, which I would consult with. It's going to cost you a little bit of money, but it's going to be a great consultation. There's, if you go Google the word elder law, you'll find tons of articles about how to title assets before going into that nursing home. Um, you're in a very complex situation, and I don't want to take it lightly. And I don't want to say off the cuff this is what you should do, because I would really have to know your, your grandmother. I would really have to know what assets she has and what sort of debt she has and what sort of liability she has. There are ways to structure your assets to protect them when you go into what's considered a very expensive nursing home environment. Um, So go Google Elder Law, and there's a good website on Elder Law articles. I hate the company, but their website has lots of good free material. AARP. What is it? It, Yeah, it's it's .com. It's AARP.com. AARP.com. It's American Association for Retired People, which I find to be a communist organization that pushes their agenda and makes lots of money. But their agenda is pretty good for older people. And in your case, elder law, I would highly recommend you go to that site and uh, get up to speed as far as uh, information that you need on how to protect assets going into a nursing home scenario. Now, Nancy sent me an email. She goes, might I suggest you stick with commenting on material you know about? When I heard you say on today's program that any student who gets a C in high school has to be dealing drugs, I hit the roof. When my learning disabled daughter who struggles every day to keep in schools earns a C in certain subjects, we're ecstatic. Please don't denigrate the students who struggle to earn C's and are definitely not dealing drugs. And that's Nancy. And Nancy, I hate you. And I hate your daughter. I hate the fact that you took the time to write me. I hate the fact that you get bothered by things that someone in radio or television says. I hate the fact that, that you get so worked up that you have to, like espouse your opinion. I don't care about your opinion. 
And I didn't a moron. I didn't really say high school. I said college. I said to get a C in college, you got to be trying to get a C. I mean, you got to be skipping class. College is so easy in this day and age. Now, of course, learning disabled kids, you know, celebrate a C. I didn't say learning disabled kids. I was talking about the general public. What's wrong with America? It's Nancy. You're what's wrong with America. You think that your opinion means something. <sighs> hmm. I'm starting to write great jokes for the show. Um, at one point in my life, I, I thought that I'd like to be a stand-up comedian. I don't want to be a stand-up comedian. So I'm starting to write jokes for the show. Let's see if I can throw one out there. Um, the, the problem is these aren't like jokes. Like, for instance, remember earlier when I talked about uh, white and blacks and I'm not racist and, you know, I, but I do separate my whites from my colors and laundry. I'm trying to think of the NFL, you know, like when, if you watch an NFL game, this halftime report brought to you by visa, that touchdown sponsored by all state, like there's spot, like there's advertisements everywhere. And this economy is so bad right now. It's so bad. I was, I was watching some pornography. I'm a man. I watch some pornography. I, I like watching beautiful women. Uh, I do. I do. I, it's a fantasy thing. And I thought, you know, pornography should have sponsors in it now because the economy is tough. You know, if you take a look in the L.A. Times today, they're, they're saying more and more Americans are, are, you know, trying to become workers at hotels than ever before. We're so tough. We're willing to work at hotels. And the porn industry, as you know, got collapsed because the Internet they just crushed it. So now you can basically get free porn and you don't have to go out and spend 90 bucks a tape kind of thing. So I thought the, the, the porn industry should get advertisements and like, you know, this tea bag brought to you by Lipton. That money shot brought to you by MasterCard. That dirty Sanchez brought to you by Telemundo. Don't know what a dirty Sanchez is. Don't know what a dirty Sanchez is. Uh, and yes, I'm using Telemundo as Spanish and Sanchez and Go Google Dirty Sanchez and it will upset you and you'll find it vile and upsetting. See, part of my my mission statement is I want to get rid of old people on the station because old people don't help advertisers. KGO does great with people over 80 years old, but people over 80 years old, they don't spend money on advertisers. And ultimately, that's all they got. They basically lie to their advertisers and say, we're the number one radio station, but it's number one in people who are about to die and not spend money. So it's people. Silent greed is made out of people. So if, if I incorporate some humor and some dirty Sanchez jokes and some porn, hopefully I can drive away the old people and they don't have to listen. I want to help people 20 to 60. Anyone over 60, I, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. So anyway, that's about all I got. So Now I'm not going to go to break. I'm going to keep talking. I'm not going to break. Coming up after the break, I'm going to talk about termination fees. They just went up on your cell phone. The ability to fire a company just went up. I'm going to tell you about it. It's expensive. It's costly. It's a mistake that you don't want to get into. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.